Ciao mundo. Mi chiamo e Kevin Porcelli. And thank you for tuning in to the third episode of the YPN Pro podcast, Help Me YPN. I'm the executive of Miami YPN and YPN.global. Follow us on Instagram, please, if you aren't already. And today's topic is AI and real estate. No, they're not taking over our jobs like I alluded in the last podcast, but it can actually be a really great help for realtors out there. So if you're not using it already, we're going to provide some ideas on how you can use it and implement it into your business. So to start out, Simo, you're the, uh, you're the AI historian. Tell us everything we need to know about AI up to this point. Absolutely, yes. So, so let's go back a few hundred years ago, like <laughs> human <laughs> beings. <laughs> the, the tablets? So, so I mean, well, we, which is true. <laughs> As human beings, we're always fascinated to learn about, uh, to actually build things that work for us, right? So always want to have like our own, like a machine that does laundry for us, a machine that, that cuts the grass. But always, um, human beings always wanted to have a machine that thinks for us, like a little brain. So imagine creating a brain that thinks for us and makes decisions. Um, so the Egyptians, the Greek, they were always trying to do it, but they didn't have the technology and the resources to do it. So it wasn't until the 1950s when they were developing the first like computers when they started thinking about doing AI. The scary part, AI was not in invented by developers or technologists. It was invented by psychologists. So they were like, maybe we can imagine how brains work and build something that would act as a brain that is like outside of our head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's just like a machine that thinks on our behalf. So from the 1950s all the way to the late 70s, there was some progress in AI. However, it got limited because of the limited funding from the government. So the British and the U.S. government went through a big, uh, strong recession, late 70s, early 80s, so they stopped funding. Uh, Navy well, kept on doing it, but all that stuff stayed classified. We don't know what, what was happening, uh, and uh, all those labs and Navy was working on developing AI, but we're not sure exactly what happened because it's still classified. But it wasn't until the 90s with Microsoft and Apple that we went back. So technically, we went through a uh, AI winter for a few years. And it wasn't until 2012 when we, f we had the first, um, what is that called, AlexNet, which is a platform that analyzes pictures and study pictures. So it was like a huge progress in AI because we got to a point where the, the platform would literally study like an an image of a disease and analyze it better than a human brain. And it was like the wow. biggest revolution. It was like the, the biggest prog progress that I've seen in the past 50 years. Um, at three months ago, we all heard of ChatGPT, right? So it was back in so November 30th, that's when it was launched. And it just made a huge difference on the way we do business, right? And as for us as, as real estate agents, we've been using it for the past few months, and I'm sure all of you guys have done it. So we use it for uh, multiple tasks. Uh, we don't even need a uh, uh, copywriter anymore. We don't need someone do, to write uh, um, emails for us. We don't even need someone to write scripts for us. So you can just go on ChatGPT and say, draft a script um, to call expired listens. It would just give you the whole script. You use it and it works. That's fascinating, brilliant. right? Yeah, sometimes, fascinating. sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think delivery is also important. That's where AI at least doesn't have the charisma that that maybe humans have. I, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah. What absolutely. is absolutely? What it sounds like is like AI gets you started in the direction, and then I guess you just have to get better at overcoming objections from there. 
Well, I mean, it, it just gives you like, it, it helps with the heavy lifting, which is creating the content. And then yeah. obviously we have to adjust it. Obviously, yeah. because, like, yes. it, because it seems to be like if you use their scripts, you're going to sound like a robot, right? Of so you're going to tweak it a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point about overcoming objections too, right? Because you can't be like, hey, hold on. Let me throw this into chat GPT yeah, to can. find out what the answer is. Yeah. You got to know. Right. So that's one thing I learned like in real estate, because there's so many moving pieces and so many people and just lenders and things on my plate It's brain space. That's my biggest issue. So the fact that it could take that brain space I would have used and just told me, here's your foundation. Here's what you're going to say. Then I could just worry about overcoming objections or just tailoring it from there. So definitely it's a good thing to get into. Okay. So, so how about talking about, yes, it has limitations when it comes to, to scripts, right? Mm -hmm. Now, how about property description? So I can just go ahead and type in, describe this property. It's an oceanfront, two bedrooms, two baths, 2,500 square feet, um, walking distance to the beach. Describe the amenities. I will give you the whole description of the property, and you can add SEUs and then um, um, Fair Housing Act, and it will be also oh, it's yes. compliance. compliance. It'll yes. that's because one like, thing I did. Go ahead. What he just said, like you put walking distance to the beach, but that's already going to be a fair housing violation for people that can't walk. So putting in fair yeah. housing compliance is wonderful with those. Yeah, so, so you can let it write the description and save you out of trouble. Keep you out of trouble. You can also just say property in Miami and it goes through a whole description of Miami and the blue sky and the sunshine and it even gives you details that you sometimes forget as someone that lives in Miami every day. Like, oh, this is why people move here. And yeah. it's a nice little reminder and it makes it beautiful. Well, well, the power of making these descriptions is that you can mention SEOs so you can help your description rank up in Google search. But you're so. already using anyways when you're when you're writing your descriptions the idea is to be able to use those keywords that are going to put your Absolutely. SEO optimization to the Pop top of the in. list. So we're already kind of looking for that the fact that you can do that at the same time as creating the description is amazing what well, that leads me to a confession so early <laughs> in my career i would be so overwhelmed sometime i would have say two or three listings at one time and i would literally wait days to put it on mls just because i couldn't think of a description i'm like what do i say you know so this definitely will help a lot of realtors with that the fact that it, brain space again that's the biggest thing for me but then imagine that you don't have the individual output that you're looking for. So if everybody, if we all go on ChatGPT right now and ask it to generate a property description using the same words, are we going to get the same thing? So then we're really, are we differentiating ourselves with being able to describe a property to people in a way that really appeals to their emotions? That's a good point. Sometimes we're kind of missing that. All right. So we've, we've, we've covered description. Now let's talk about evaluation our, of properties. Uh, Simo, do you want to talk about how it can help with property valuation? Yes, for sure. So most evaluation that we had um, that exists now, like Z estimate, have some limitations, right? So most studies, studies that were done have shown that Z estimate it can be off by 30%. So imagine a, a property that is what, so let's go by like the median uh, sales price in Miami, which is like 450, it can literally be off by like $120,000. That's mm -hmm. a lot of money. Now with AI, things have changed because it can literally work like a human brain. So it can be the closest thing to an appraisal report. Yeah. Well, not there yet, it's not gonna be an appraisal report, but it's literally the closest thing to an appraisal report because the AI will be able to do like more analysis, understand the property's location, probably the floor, the line, is it facing the ocean or not? Is the, the some of the, the amenities the property the building has, the condition of the property, so it's, it will give us as close as it can to the actual property value. 
Uh huh. Learned that that like in Chat GPT, you can load up as much information as you want to before you get your answer. So it's very like. But intense. then at that point, you might as well just write your own description okay. if you're trying to describe. Sure. You're describing that? to it what you wanted to describe, and yeah. you might as well come up with your own for words. Evaluation. But more so for like valuations, if you're looking at, like you mentioned, it can tell you if you're on the water, if you have a water view. But a lot of AI is already reliant on someone, some person inputting information so for instance if it's running valuations based off of mls comps and the listing agent's not filling out the reports correctly you're not going to have accurate numbers and ai can't have that personal look into it to be able to distinguish is this actually correct information and am i actually evaluating something properly well that is the difference actually between the way they do estimate now and the way ai will do in the future or in the near future like so so AI will be able to, because we know, like, so let's say we have the same properties in the same building, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can use the comps, but the line and the floor make a big difference, right? So AI will be able to do the calculation and give us as close as we can to that price value. I think the important thing is, like, to know when you use the AI for valuation. So one thing I teach my agents is to use, like, RPR, because RPR will give you, like, an estimated value using AI. I tell them to use it last. So we do our comps uh, manually, and then we kind of see where a, uh, RPR is to see how far off we are. But imagine that your valuation is dependent on AI. You're like, was I right by checking in with AI? Yeah, so our bit, well, my at least biggest fear as a listing agent is having an appraisal report come in and I underpriced it drastically. That like you have a very hard time explaining that to your client why they left hundred thousand dollars on the table. So that's why I'm always I've been kind of skeptical about just using AI out the gate. But I will use it just to kind of see how far off I am. You know? Well, at the same time, I won't be shocked if, if if in in the future banks start using AI instead of appraisers. That's mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. And, and, I would and be remember, terrified the day that, that, that happens. That is scary. Yes, because yeah. they're not looking at it. They need to see the pictures. Yes. You know? Yes, yes. Well, AI will have enough skills, and they're going to develop enough skills in the next few months or years to be able to do that appraisal job. Because it's forever learning. Yes. I mean, I know some appraisers sometimes don't even go into the property. They pass by, look at the view, and say, let me look at the MLS pictures. And yeah. we all remember the challenges that we had during the pandemic where appraisers were not able to access properties. Mm-hmm. AI That's can true. do and it And they didn't know how to, how to evaluate them because they didn't know if the market was going to crash or not. It was like a, a very big scary thing for them correct and if you think about it um an appraiser like doing uh, building an appraiser report is art yeah it's not science and that's emotional a fear of the market changing before it changes is is emotional that's what a human would do it's not what a computer would do because a computer looks at data only exactly which actually makes the ai evaluation stronger in those extreme situations so So is the ai going to be able to distinguish the difference between a home that's going for a million dollars in an area that the lifestyle is what people are paying for versus comparing well, fact yes, for because fact of, of the property. But that's what I'm saying. With the AI, if you're going to be comparing information input, where is that emotional attachment of why people pay more for properties in certain um, like luxurious areas when you're on the beach? Like, It has the water view, but there's an emotional component to a lifestyle people pay more for. Yeah, so what's probably going to happen, because now we're talking about AI get as close as they can to an appraiser report. Right. Most likely, AI will become better and more accurate than appraiser report. Right. Because there will be like no emotions involved. Come in and look, though. So it sounds like appraisers really need to probably implement AI themselves so that they can stay in the game. Because otherwise, if they don't, they could completely get phased out. So, thanks, thanks, guys. That's that's fantastic. Um, Let's talk about predictive analytics now. Um, Summer, what what do you got to say about all this? 
I love predictive analytics because there's only so much information that a person, and this is where AI really comes in to enhance the experience of a realtor. There's only so much information that we can naturally process in the span of the time it takes. You know, you need more, more time to think. And with AI being able to predict the way people behave and being able to follow the consumer purchasing behavior, being able to follow around what are they purchasing at when, when are they going to be, the when's the, the right time to reach out to that person based off their behaviors, that's something that AI can do that typically you would have to do market reports for months or years, and by the time you get that data, it's outdated. So that's where AI, I think, really comes in and kind of sets the tone, is being able to generate and, and organize data in a way that is easier for you to digest it, kind of like in a in a short summary version of it, but you're still getting all those details because you know your market knowledge. You have your market knowledge. Yes, and since you like analytics so much, you know, you can you can focus on analytics and maybe hire like a chat bot or something to take care of some of the other side of the, the realty work. Um, what, where do you see chat bots going? I'm like, I'm 50-50 on chat bots because <laughs> chat bots can be really useful, but then you still have to put restrictions and measures in place so that it's not giving information or answering questions that a bot might not know is not correct. So if somebody's asking about why should I move to this area or not, and then the, the bot gives an answer that might be against your fair housing, that's your bot. It's still going to represent you. So then you have to start being careful about what kind of questions is it answering? What kind of data does it know how to distinguish what is right and wrong in its answers? Because a lot of times you can say something in one way and it's just the way you said it that ends up being a violation. Yeah, and, and it's funny, I think, so it's Microsoft that has chat GPT, correct? Is it Microsoft? No, no Microsoft somebody. has a no, different it's op, one. It's OpenAI. It's OpenAI. Open oh, it's OpenAI, okay. So, so it's OpenAI that, op, that owns chat GPT. Now, um, Google is saying that, Google is trying to catch up technically. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, right. so what there's what Google is saying is that they felt like it was too soon to launch um, AI and make it accessible to everyone, but now ever since OpenAI did it, Google is trying to catch up. And that's the point I was trying to make. Sorry about the uh, the wrong company, guys. I I don't use <laughs> Chat GPT up to this point, but I heard it was it was Google's AI was actually getting snarky. Like their yeah. chatbots oh, and yeah. stuff like that, and they were kind of talking some smack back, which How I funny. I found hilarious. But I guess you really kind of have to nip that in the bud if you really want some sort of reliable. Well, actually, I've heard like a couple of fun stories. I mean, scary stories about about um, um, funny artificial intelligence. Yes, where so there was like this article that I read a few years ago where they found out that two computers were communicating. So. I mean, it's scary for a lot of people. So Put a light under your face right now. It's a scary <laughs> story. Uh, we're going to get to a point where uh, computers and they use it or like open, uh, artificial intelligence will become our, our enemy. Mm -hmm. It could be. But, you know, the thing that I get nervous about with AI is that it can be trained. And it almost even comes down to choice hacking people. Like how has the, the way that people learn, the way that we develop or, or think now can be put into a lot of times into a test. So Absolutely. it's an A, B, C, D, it or E scary, answer. Yeah. You can predict what somebody's going to say based off of that. So our mind now has been transformed by technology advancing to the point that we now are thinking the way that our scantrons are filled in. And so that's really where it kind of comes into concern. Where do we have a lot of free will in the way we're thinking if we're only given limited options and choices? And that's where AI is kind of coming in. It's I'm, You would hope that it's going to give you more freedom in what you're thinking about, but when you think about it at the end of the day, we're thinking in terms of an A, B, C, D, or E answer most of the time. 
Yeah, back on the note of like the chat bots, I feel like the biggest benefit that that would have to us realtors is that it'll kind of keep your leads warm a little longer. So one thing I'll ha that'll happen to me is I'm out showing properties left and right. I'm out all day. I'm finally stationary and I could check my phone and I see I got a message 12 hours ago. By the time I reach out, they're like, I'm sorry, I found someone else. Like yeah. they're very impatient because it took so yeah. much to work up the courage to reach out to you. If they're like, oh, I'll find someone, you know, so. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And yeah, I also want to mention a couple of things so we can use daily. So mm -hmm. for example, at the end of um, this broadcast, when I go home, I'm going to go to ChatGPT and type in, thank all panelists. Don't thank me through ChatGPT. <laughs> invite them to the next session next month and thank Khalid for hosting us in his studio. So this is literally three seconds, and it's gonna write the whole email and send it to all of you guys. And while you're at it, let's uh, let's ask Chat GPT to write a commercial for the AV Studio. Yeah. Shout out to the <laughs> AV Studio for uh, hooking us up yes, with sir. this amazing, incredible studio. Thank Much you. Deserved. And you and by the way, AI could never create this beauty that no. Khalid has created yeah, here. Thank you. Oh. Ooh, I had a great thought for you, but I forgot. It's okay. We'll, we'll get back. You to know us. what? We'll we gotta back. we gotta train your AI a little. <laughs> I need because the brain space. Like I'm using so much brain space at any given moment. Any way I can like downgrade the use, amount of like usage is a plus for me. Yeah. So um, so we've we've talked about chatbots now. Now, Kyle, I hear you're using uh, uh, AI as a personal assistant. Do you want to talk about that at all? So I've been using a app called Motion and it's really awesome. It pulls in all of my calendars from my work email, from my personal email uh, to put all my firm uh, schedules in, appointments, and then I'm able to put in all the daily tasks. So if I have to write a purchase agreement or something like that, then I'm able to put that in along with how long it takes me to do that. And then the AI shuffles it all around and puts it in the, the gaps so, I mean, there are times where I might have 15 minutes gap in between appointments and I'm like initially think to myself, well, I don't have time to do anything. I'm going to uh, go get a snack or something like that. But, oh, wait, AI says that I could be productive during that time. So it's really been able to make me more efficient. And then it knows that you know, things come up, especially in real estate, uh, where there's uh, an emergency phone call or something like that that just has to happen right now. You can tell it and then it will readjust your whole schedule based off of what you have to do. And then people can also schedule an appointment with you through that as well. It syncs to your calendar? Yeah. That's amazing. So, yeah. that so, changes, okay. so then people like, I just schedule a thing here. I don't want to deal with like comparing our schedules. You just compare yours and then it'll tell you. Tell What's you when the, mine is available. So before I ask you for the name again, what I do is I tell my agents to create like an online calendar link so they can say book a consultation. So that way like people can come in and just book time on their calendar. But I would have them use like a website called uh, Acuity or something. But your thing sounds better because it organizes your day for you. So what is it again? It's called Motion. And uh, there's going to be a link in the little thingy below. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be able, you can get a discount on that too. Really, I'm signing up. I'm, I love yeah. that. That reminds me of like actually the Miami board has something like this in the showing time app where if you're showing, say, 10 properties in a day or multiple properties in a day, it'll look at the route and it'll. Oh, the smart route. Yeah. With mm -hmm. AI, it'll calculate. You should go to this one first, then go to That's this super one. Super helpful. Yeah, because I would be out there and I'll be so angry because I'm in like way up here and then I got to go back there and they're like, oh, crap, we got to go back up. Yeah, you, know? you want to so. end your schedule where you're going to be closer yeah. to home. That thing Absolutely. is a lifesaver. Especially when you're showing Miami, right? Broward yeah. is back. Oh Miami, right, Summer? I love, <laughs> I love driving in Broward. <laughs> it's, 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 
more lanes. Yeah. So I like to play devil's advocate a lot with the AI because a lot of times we're thinking of all the positive things that it does. And so if I sound a little bit negative, guys, it's not that I'm negative. It's just being able to kind of understand that perspective that we're not typically looking at. So a lot of times, like thinking that your schedule will fill in for itself when you're mm-hmm. when you're in motion, I feel like sometimes it doesn't actually give us the break that we need for us to reset. So it's kind of filling your day with every single minute accounted for but we don't typically put a break in there. So it kind of falls into that hustle mentality, which I'm not like a hustle mentality person. I think that you can work smarter, not harder. And in this case, it's just filling your day so much that when do you actually have time to unplug and get away? Yeah, not to mention that Kyle, Kyle will get right to you, but uh, this is real quick. I'm just upset that it's going to tell me not to have a snack and keep working. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was I'm like, wait, when do I get to eat? Sure. (laughs) You have to tell them that you need snack time every day. Yeah. And then Uh, the app will schedule it. (laughs) Yeah, well, and actually it does that. Right. So you can put in things that you want it to t- make sure to keep you accountable for, too. So lunch is one of them that realtors, at least Kyle, uh, forgets to <laughs> yeah. eat. And then all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock at night. Oh, I didn't eat lunch or dinner. So that's fun. Um, but it'll help with that. And you can, th- there are four, like, pre-populated things. So lunch, meditation, really? exercise, and I forget the fourth one. But, I mean, you could. Me time. Do yeah, meditation. You can just replace that with me time. That's gonna be good for someone like me, cause again, I use so much brain space. It shuts me down sometimes. So I'll have my to do list in no particular order. I'll just write it down as I think about it. But when I get to that one part of it where it's just either too much work or it's too hard, I'll sit and dwell on it for like a good chunk of time, and then I end up not finishing. I'll just stop. Mm-hmm. So I can see how like it'll just it'll push you to do it and. On that same note, I waste a lot of time trying to figure it out. So it's, exactly. it's for the time wasters. That's the best part of Do you guys AI. feel, I'm actually interested to see how everybody kind of feels about this. Do you yeah. feel like AI will actually make us lazier? It'll make us less like, I feel like sometimes when we make it so easy to do something, people, the minute that something goes not their way or it gets a little bit difficult, they kind of shut down and freak well, out. Well, it depends on how we use it. It seems like, to me, I feel like AI is something that's going to help us be more focused. Yeah. So it's going to do all the heavy lifting. It's going to draft emails for us, it's gonna create content for social media, it's gonna reply to our customers who set up appointments, and it's gonna help us to focus on the one thing that we all should do as realtors, which is lead gen. Yeah, Yeah. prospecting in front of the client, customer. I think with anything, there's pros and cons, and you just have to keep yourself focused and use it properly. I mean, remember the invention of the internet was a little, we were kind of young, mm-hmm. but you know, people thought it was gonna be the end of the world and look how efficient it has made our entire lives. Look how connected yeah. we are to the entire world and how many benefits obviously there are, yeah. but you know, we have to um, just be able to manage it ourselves. I think like anything, you have to know to use it responsibly. Because when you sign up for a chat GPT, it tells you don't give it any personal information because it's always <laughs> learning. Right. Also, like, I don't know if you remember the AI picture thing where it will, like, take your okay, cake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a great segue. In a little All bit. right. Well, it will take your picture and it'll tell you don't put any pictures of kids because what it's doing is it's learning faces. So when you put it in, it's going to say, I'm going to put a little of his face, a little of her face. So that's like. Oh, I was seeing those where people generating, yeah, like, it's this using, is this person's not real. AI generated this off of a description. That's someone yeah. else's facial features is using. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not concerned about that because Big Tech has our information already. Like, yeah. bank statement. Yeah. It has, like, yeah. yeah every Just to we do use message your that phone, send, you have to opt into so yeah. much data sharing. Well, the, the, the most concerning thing for me is um, students and, and kids using AI to do their homework. Oh, so yeah. somebody so can fact check here, but I, I heard that there is um, that 
I mean, you'd use AI to catch AI, right? So yeah. they have a system that can see if somebody AI generated their their essays. I don't know if that's true. I heard it. Well, it's yes, out there. No, 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 no I, tried it. I tried it and it works. Yes, it does? Yes. So when you get, so let's say, um, if you get AI to actually do your homework, you just copy it and paste it on a platform and it tells you this was generated by AI. There's so actually, if you just copy and paste, it'll, yes, it'll yes, know. Yes. Wow. There's actually an AI platform that you can put in what you got and then it'll put it in its own words this yes. is all smoke and mirrors wow. now this is crazy i mean <laughs> yeah. and it's crazy it's it's, it's really coming into how people are learning yeah. i mean people actually train you have to train a bot yeah. like you that's the thing is that at the end of the day it can train itself eventually if it has enough data that is collected but you have to train it and there are bot trainers which is where a lot of the the horror stories of ai taking over you have bot trainers that can train them to do those things yeah it's terrifying to know that somebody can actually train it to do the wrong thing right yeah. of course it's uh it's funny you said don't give it personal information <laughs> it's like is it gonna steal our identity and start buying like nfts <laughs> with it or something crazy to clean the <laughs> to clean the money or whatever if you Logging did the picture thing yeah. got you i don't know <laughs> all right so let's focus sorry guys i went on fun the <laughs> tangent. Well, that was but, a, this um, is a fun conversation yeah yeah fun. absolutely so let's talk about smart technology um krista do you want to talk about how it can enhance smart home technology or anything along those lines yeah, how great is um, our in-home systems? Um, you know, you can be upstairs and you hit a button, make sure all the lights are off downstairs, make sure all your doors are locked. So it, it definitely is such a fun feature we can have in our homes these days, especially in new construction. It often comes with it, whether it's your blinds um, with a little button, your sound system, you want the speakers on outside but not inside, you want them louder here, lower here. So it's really fun. Um, I've, I enjoy it personally, and um, it just helps also with energy efficiency and um, and a lot of these features are offered through um, um, Alexa. So uh, and this is like a fine yeah, absolutely. thing. Alexa, start my evening routine, and your house is playing exactly, your song yeah. for yeah. when you walk in the door. Yeah. Well, because I have a set time where I usually go back home, and for the past few days when I go back home, the lights are on already. Yeah. Oh, you have like a system. Well, I, I didn't set it up, so it, it just like tried to understand my behaviors and then yes. try to adjust, yeah. you know, around yeah. my habits and behaviors. That's or, good for people like me because the way I grew up, it's like when you are out of town, you have to make your house look like you're still there. Yeah. So like I'll go out of town, <laughs> I'll leave the porch light on or I'll leave yeah. the TV on. So that is cool because like porch light on, porch light off, well, someone's definitely home. So. So you don't you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. It's just Alexa will do it on your behalf. I'm like sure you this. could do like a Home Alone mode where there could be like silhouettes. And yeah. Stuff. Something yeah. going on. And, and more importantly, you can finally, finally tell your dad to shut up. The chat GPT told me to turn down the thermostat at this time. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> all, it's time. all systemized. About and time. Believe it or not, like the smart home tech is very affordable compared to it like is. when it started. Like Alexa's really $30 yeah. for a whole Alexa. Like it's, it's interesting. Uh, Alexa's gone. We got, we got new stuff now, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Alexa kind of did a few things to creep me out. That's a different podcast. For a different <laughs> I want to hear about those. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll tell you after this. But yeah. um, okay. Okay, so back to uh, our questions. How can we uh, scale with ChatGPT? So the way I would use it to scale is for those moments where you just have writer's block. You can use it to just type the quick description, but you really have to know that you still have to do some work. You still have to proofread it, adjust it, change it. Don't just copy and paste and trust what it says because it doesn't understand what's going to get you in trouble and what's not. You know, it's not. it thinks, but it's not thinking that deep. Um, another way is... If you have to do evaluation, you don't have much time, you can at least use it and give a range. 
I don't like to use it and give them the exact number that it told me. I'll say, I think we could do between this and this, but I like to do more research and I'll give you a better number later. At least I can hold you down and tell you, I'm interested, I'm doing this, I'm working on it, but right now I can't, you know, I can just pull out my phone and go to quick Zestimate or something like that. Not a Zestimate. RPR no. report. I can pull yeah. out my phone and get a quick, yeah, RPR, quick RPR report. report. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry, sorry, CEO of Zillow. You lost money on that house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, they're competing with realtors, so. Yeah, <laughs> realtor. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, one of the things I use it for, which I don't know if a lot of people know about, is you can use something called Grammarly, and it will let me know the tone of my emails because I, I tend to come off very direct. I love that. So yeah. it's like basically if I tell you something, it's sometimes it's not considering if it's going to emotionally traumatize you. <laughs> <laughs> so the, it'll tell me like, oh, your tone is being delete, direct delete, delete, or delete. it's being happy or you're being angry, and so that way I can adjust my email when I'm sending out, especially in difficult, like, conflicting situations. It's amazing for that. I, I, I've been using it also for my text messages with clients, and it, it makes all the messages look and sound more professional. And they so meet you, and they're like, oh, you're not that nice. Exactly. <laughs> I had the same thought. But That's handy. It's, it's just, I feel like when you get into the professional world, you're making sure that you're, I don't come off as like that way. I don't talk like that in the email. The emails are usually going to be to get your point across in as few words as possible without kind of running around in circles. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> uh, also, this is like an advice I want to give to especially mm -hmm. like uh, young Asians, like new Asians. If you are that order taker type of Asian that just like ask the size of the home location and send in um, automatic emails, mm -hmm. you will be replaced by artificial intelligence. Uh, now, if you are that type of Asian that sits down with the client for like a, a, an hour consultation, understand their needs, ask them 300 questions and show them three properties and have them under contract, Obviously, you're going to survive um, all these challenges that we're going to see in the Absolutely. next few years. You can't replace the one-on-one. -on -one. You have to have that personal touch. Exactly, yeah. especially if you do it right. Especially you have to in real it. estate. What's, what's, what's service? Yes. Right. Yes. It's all about service. Yeah, it's like you have to use it to help, not do for you. So yes. that's the important part. Right. You literally Absolutely. have to be like the concierge of home buying. Yeah. Not just yeah. like an order taker, right? Yeah. <laughs> So at the end of the day, y'all, ChatGPT is not taking our jobs anytime soon. It is about the relationships. It can enhance your business. So just uh, be sure you're using it safely. Make sure that you're entering fair housing rules as a criteria in some of your search so that you're not in violation. And I think it can take us to a lot of new places that we didn't even see ourselves going. So happy using out there. Please be safe. Use it smart. Use it efficiently. And um, I think the sky's the limit for us uh, realtors that decide to implement into our business. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, happy technology using everybody. We'll see you at the next podcast. Stay safe out there. Yay. Perfect.